Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewer Review Podcast. Um, looks like we'll be looking for a new manager. Uh, this is uh, Craig, and joining me is Vince, your host of the Brewer Review. How's it going, Vince? Hey, it's going it's going well, Craig. I was just thinking back to uh, to something here that was kind of interesting with the news coming out about our manager. Uh, we started our show in 2004. It was also Craig Council's first year as a Milwaukee Brewer. Wow, Yeah. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah, the entire time of the Brewer Review, he's been a member of the organization. So it's definitely quite the loss. And uh, not only are Brewer fans heartbroken, but they are also offended and disgusted with the fact that he signed a five-year contract to manage the Chicago Cubs uh, for $40 million. That's $8 million a year, which blows the uh, highest paid manager salary completely out of the water. Um and so the brewer supposed reportedly at least had offered him up to 5.5 million a year, which would have also beaten the previous record. But apparently the Cubs had more money or that they're willing to give him. And not only that, but there's a lot of just speculation going around, and some of it has now been confirmed by Antonasio. But um apparently at some point in early September, he had notified um Brewer's owner, Mark Antonasio, that he was planning on looking for other opportunities at the end of the season and not willing to sign a contract extension with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, what was your reaction to hearing the news, Vince? You know, my, my overwhelming reaction was shock. I think, um, you know, we had talked about it on our podcast that for several of the last, last episodes, the possibility of him leaving. And obviously there were a lot of reports that he could be going to the Mets. He could be going to the Astros. He could be going to the Guardians. You know, there were rumors, of course. Um, I had, to be honest, assumed he would end up coming back to Milwaukee, uh, if I'm being honest. And I I think, though, that what shocked me the most wasn't that he left. It was certainly that he left for the Cubs. I, I know that, you know, money speaks volumes. You go where you're paid the most. I understand that. What What really surprises me the most out of the news from yesterday is that he didn't give the Brewers, number one, the opportunity to match. Uh, number two, he didn't give other teams who may have deeper pockets the opportunity to match. He didn't call the Mets with the Cubs offer. Um, so that leads to number three. It's like he had always wanted to go to the Cubs. And number four, I really just don't know what happened, but clearly there's some major organizational uh, issues going on where Craig wanted to leave and I don't think that that comes down just to money you don't you don't make that decision in early September um, if that's just a play for money because you're you're you don't even know what you can get on the open market at that point and clearly there's some sort of organizational dysfunction that's been you know ongoing um, you know we've seen David Stearns leave we've seen Craig Council leave now um, we've seen others leave I know that that happens in sports certainly it happens in all businesses but you know, and, and certainly sports is not immune from that. But I just think that there is some level of organizational um, discord when you lose your hometown manager without even getting an opportunity to match uh, what he was able to get on the open market. I, again, in my naivete, I kind of assumed that, you know, Craig would come back with offers from one or several clubs and say to the Brewers, listen, this is what I'm worth. Um, 
I'd like you to match it. And if the Brewers couldn't do that, that's when a hard decision might be made. But, you know, to have Adonacio get surprised yesterday that Craig was going to our biggest rival and who, you know, technically couldn't have negotiated with Craig until November 1st. And we're sitting here less than a week later and he's the new manager and he's the highest paid manager in baseball. It, it, it screams that there are both more major organizational issues going on and that this has been coming for quite some time. Yeah. Trying to look at it from Craig's perspective. First of all, I'm sure all Brewer fans have heard this. I think last year the Brewers put out some kind of promo featuring Craig Collins already talking about how he is the Milwaukee Brewers. He is you as a fan. He was there seeing Robin Yount, uh, you know, ride his motorcycle at the AT World Series. And he was there during all these times, including being a, a member of the team uh, during our 2008 and 2011 playoff runs and whatnot. And then he's been, of course, the manager. So he's really been part of our team in like 75% of our playoff appearances. Um, he's yeah, from Whitefish Bay, we, we all know the whole narrative. His dad used to work in the front office of the Brewers. There's tons of it that really says that this is a guy that would be loyal to the Brewers as long as we offered him a fair contract. However, this appears not to be the case, and we're, all the details are still emerging from this. But um, like I like we I just pointed out, it, it seemed like at some point, for some reason, um, and we don't know if someone from the Cubs organization reached out to him and said, hey, we're willing to pay you a lot to come manage our team. Do you have any interest there? Um, sometime, and he decided to do that at some point. Apparently, yep. and you know, before the season yeah. ended, so according to Antonasio in September. So really, at, at that point, Antonasio's hands were tied. I do wonder if it was one of those things where he just was not happy with the, the direction of the organization. And I guess I'd point fingers directly at our owner, Mark Antanasio for that. Yeah. Was yeah. it like, again, speculating here, was he frustrated that the Brewers kept making the playoffs, but we weren't doing more to put us over the top to get us deeper in the playoffs. Was he frustrated that a contract offer was not a significant contract offer or just a show of loyalty was not given to him far in advance of him reaching the end of his contract which to me seemed to be like, it should have been a no brainer, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, I think, I think maybe both is the answer. I mean, you know, if I'm in Craig council's position and I'm managing a first place team, I, I hate to go back to this every episode, but if I'm managing a first place team and ownership decides to trade my all-star closer while I'm sitting there, you know, expecting to get players that are going to help the team during the course of that season, I, I would probably be a little bit missed too. I mean, at this point, and again, it's not that Craig took the most money. A lot of people are kind of defending him today on social media and fair enough, but uh, it's not that I begrudge anyone for taking the highest salary that's offered to them. I think that that's natural and that most of us would do that. What I do begrudge is, well, ownership, first of all, for, I guess, getting us to this point and making it so it seems somewhat reasonable that he'd want to leave. And two, I, I do think that, you know, a certain amount of loyalty maybe would have been to allow the Brewers to match any offer that he received from other teams. Um, and if the Brewers weren't willing to pay that, I, again, I think that a deep-pocketed team like the Mets may have if he would have taken them the Cubs offer. So, you know, it was almost like a choice that he made that he, he had predetermined that the Cubs were going to be that team because they didn't even have a managerial vacancy until an hour before <laughs> before the news broke. And so I would think that it, it's, you know, certainly something that he had been thinking about for quite some time. And one of the quotes that was revealing to me from the press conference last night was that 
the Cubs job was, quote, a dream job for Craig. Okay, well, I mean, then you got to think of it, you know, maybe after being a Milwaukee Brewers fan as a child, he wasn't necessarily a, a diehard Brewer fans like, of course, all of us and all of our listeners. But the fact, the fact, the matter is he did win a World Series with both the Arizona Diamondbacks as a player and the uh, Florida Marlins as a player. Um, and so maybe his loyalty does not necessarily align with just the Milwaukee Brewers. Um he also, of course, graduated from college in Notre Dame, which is not too far from Chicago. Maybe he was a closet Cubs fan all of his youth. You know, in fact, <laughs> uh, when the mm -hmm, Brewers yeah. used to be in a different league than the Cubs, um, myself uh, in in the 80s actually used to be a Cubs fan as well. When just talking about uh, rooting for National League teams and obviously with the Superstation WGN, uh, they were kind of likable and there was something appealing to them as a kid. Uh, it was like lovable losers, and they had Harry Carey in the announcing booth, which, again, very appealing to a child. And also just some of the players, Ryan Sandberg used to be one of my favorite players, and he was a Cub. So, I mean, maybe Ryan, maybe uh, Council had all those same kind of warm feelings toward the Cubs. You would think those have gone away since they became, I don't know, division rivals for the last 20-plus years uh, and cross-town <laughs> yeah. cross rivals, so to speak. And so I, that I don't get. Um there are other people speculating that he was just offended that he didn't get offered or, or shown more loyalty by the Brewers or, or whatever reason, something about the Brewers organization like you're speculating on really made him upset. And the fact that he wanted to leave, giving them the quote unquote, the middle finger. And I don't think there's any better way to do that than the way he did. So, I mean, my reaction to it, you could call it shock, you could call it heartbreak, but really it was a couple of levels beyond that. It'd be the equivalent reaction I, I would have if someone punched my grandmother in my face in front of me. Um, yeah. Uh, anger and I want to hurt someone basically. Um, and so <laughs> I, it, it's just. It's, it's kind of like just, if you found your wife cheating, cheating uh, on you with like your best friend or something. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy the amount of betrayal that you go through, even though you can understand it from a business perspective, but you know, being a, a fan is again short for fanatic, which means that you're a little crazy about these things. And you know, there are loyalty issues that do pop up. And I will say too, Craig, one of the things that really surprises me is the fact that he was willing to risk um, throwing away his entire reputation in Wisconsin. I really do think that now he is going to be uh, a despised figure uh, for Brewer fans for the foreseeable future. And this is for a Wisconsin guy. And you know, people were comparing it to the Packers losing Brett Favre to the Vikings, and I. I don't even think it's, I think it's even worse than that because the Packers were the ones that traded Favre, you know, to, to the Jets back in the day. I don't, before he even went to Minnesota. So I think. No, that, it's actually absolutely worse than that because Favre wasn't from here either. I mean, whatever. That, that's true. And, and so I got, in terms of my sadness level yesterday, it, on a personal level, it was probably reminding me the most of Paul Molitor going to the Blue Jays um, between the 1992 and 1993 seasons and Brewer fans will, of a certain age, at least, will certainly remember that the Brewers and Blue Jays were pretty bitter rivals there for uh, a, a stretch in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, they, you know, to see Molitor go to a division rival is the thing that approximated this the most to me. And and even in that situation, it turns out that the Brewers didn't even offer Molitor a contract, so he had to go somewhere, where in this case, Council was offered a contract to become the highest paid manager in baseball. I understand that, you know, you can't just denigrate somebody for taking more money that the Cubs did offer. But certainly I think that him losing his, his status 
um, as kind of a, a folk hero in Wisconsin should have mattered a little bit more to someone who's from here, like Craig Council. And, you know, my brother put it pretty good or in a pretty good way yesterday. We were talking and he's like, you know, yesterday morning when we woke up, Craig Council would have been arguably at least on the Brewers Mount Rushmore, you know, the winningest manager in franchise history, played for the team, local kid makes good, all that stuff. And now he's despised by just about all the fan base. And um, I don't think that would have happened if he would have just gone to the Mets. It would have hurt. It would have stung for a couple of days, but you understand business and you understand that it's going to be, you know, a decision that you might make as well. But again, to, to go to the Cubs and then to not have given the Brewers a chance to match is, is really what's kind of grating. Yeah. Uh, Cause otherwise, I mean, with the Mets example, uh, obviously you can understand someone who's a quote unquote free agent um, taking the job that's offering the best money. I mean, that's just how it works. That's every free agent Paul player that's ever been out there. I'm sure there's places they'd like to go, but they always went where the most money was offered. And that's pretty much true. And, and it's weird because very casual fans don't understand that. They're like, oh, what's the difference between five and a half million or eight million dollars? You're rich either way. Like, why don't you just stay by your family? This, that. Well, I'm sorry, but it's two and a half million dollars per season if, if for over five seasons. If that was actually the offer, you're talking that's twelve and a half million dollars more. That that is a lifetime of money for anyone. More money, so every you can't fault someone for taking that deal if they offer. Um, so I don't know really who has the blame. I think there's plenty of animosity right now. It's being directed toward Craig Council. I have a feeling that over time, with more details come out, maybe a lot more of that animosity will actually be directed toward the owner, Mark Antonasio, if it's not already. But I think there's a lot. Oh of- yeah, he, he was certainly getting it yesterday on on social media though, Craig. And I I think that there's enough blame to go around. And I say this as you know, as someone who has certainly I not defended Adonacio in that regime. I think that there are so many things that the club could do better and differently than they currently do. And they needed to do different things at the deadlines in just about all of the past six seasons and so much mismanagement. So I, that nothing I'm saying about council uh, going to the Cubs is at all excusing ownership in this whatsoever, just to be clear. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we'll wait till our next podcast to talk about possible managerial candidates. I mean, who knows how quickly the Brewers will act on that. Um, but um, really, it's just, it's just shocking and disappointing and heartbreaking. And there's not, not really nothing to say about it other than as a diehard Brewer fan and for us here on the show and all our listeners, uh, just to give you a little bit of hope, I will say that during uh, the last um number of years whenever the Brewers beat the Cubs I would text out the L flag uh that was once probably flown at Miller Park to all of everyone in our text group and I'm gonna each time we do that once we beat Craig Council and Chicago Cubs it's gonna be that much more sweeter and uh so that that's the only thing I guess I can look forward to um because yeah it's gonna like he's now on enemy territory and as much as I think he's a intelligent guy and love the guy for the last 20 years. As as you mentioned, he's been a Brewer as long as we've done the Brewer review. And now all of a sudden he's not. Um, I just cannot cannot root for him being the manager of the Cubs. And especially he'll he'll be leading our division rival and we'll be setting out to beat him beat him and his squad uh every time we go out there. So oh absolutely. And um you did raise a good question, which is you know, if the Brewers did know about the fact that Craig was likely not coming back in early September, are we prepared to name a manager like in the next couple of days? As we tape this, it's uh, Tuesday, 
the day after the news broke about Craig. So we've had about 24 hours or so to digest it. But, um, you know, the Brewers have already started interviewing candidates. Pat Murphy was uh, back in Milwaukee for an interview this morning, uh, as confirmed by our anonymous source, Tom Carter, um, who's at the stadium today. So I, I do know that Pat was in for an interview. And we can talk about candidates uh, when we tape another podcast next week. But by that time, maybe we'll already have a new manager. It's possible. And I know Carlos Villanueva is, and Ricky Weeks, two former Brewers, the names have been thrown out there as possible candidates, too. Uh, so there'll be some interesting players in the mix, and I'm, I'm sure there'll be someone completely out of left field that we're not thinking of, maybe, but Pat Murphy <laughs> seems like someone that's uh, probably near the top of the list, if there is a list uh, being joined. Yeah, and I, and I know that, yeah, Pat's been there for a number of years uh, as Craig's bench coach, obviously, since uh, 2018, I believe, 2017, uh, one of the two, but um, I know, like I said, besides our anonymous source, that uh, our own host, Scott Bartell, who couldn't make it today, is uh, traveling up to Milwaukee uh, to to keep tabs on who might be interviewing uh, for the position. Yeah, thanks to Scott and his interns for doing all that legwork. Um, yeah, so disappointment, but uh, we're going to forge on in the offseason. We'll talk a little bit more next episode also about some player movement and who, which guys are coming back, which guys aren't. And, uh, you know, as we march toward hot to- stove season fairly quickly, uh, we'll try to remain positive and, uh, you know, hopefully this is just uh, turning the page into a new chapter of Milwaukee Brewers history and uh, we'll be here for it. So hopefully our listeners will be as well. So that's right. Yeah. Good point uh, on all of the above and GM meeting starts this weekend. So hot stove is already kicking in, Craig. Awesome. All right. Looking forward to events. So uh, remember West Dallas, stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers. Do 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 do.